Hi everybody, Mike Wardrock from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. Now, the, the worst present I was ever given bless him, he's not here today, so I can let you all know about it, is my 10 years ago, my father-in-law decided that he would buy me a gluten and lactose-free Christmas pudding. And it was horrible. It was as horrible as it sounds. Sorry, man. Like it was, it was, this was 10 years ago when they did not make anything gluten-nized. And to be honest, I'd only been married to like for a few years and I was like, oh, I can't, I don't feel like I can't eat this, but it was, it was horrible. So one present made me feel great and one present, well, the heart was there anyway. You know, as a society, we love things, right? We love lining up for the new iPhone. We love presents. We love having things we can hold in our hands. We learn it from a young age when we get all these awesome gifts. And, you know, we love going on shopping sprees. And don't get me wrong, I'm about to hit Melbourne, God willing, on Monday. And I will be at those shops and those shopping sprees. But after a while, we find that those things, those things that we are holding on to, that they don't actually fill us. And so we try for experience, right? The new thing is don't buy my kid a present, buy them an experience. Or we have things, we, we want things that maybe will distract us. And after a while, once we've tried all those things, we start to realise that none of those things are actually what we're looking for. None of those things satisfy that deep part within us that's so much longing for something else. We get to an end point in our worlds where we suddenly realise that actually what we need is not these presents, not these gifts, but actually the presence of God. And so this morning, that's what I wanna talk about, the presence of God. I'm gonna, we're gonna read a story, a Bible story. Now, I know you probably all, this morning we read out Luke 2 and about where, um, you know, when Jesus was actually born. We're gonna read a story that happened a bit before that. So Grace is gonna come up and read to us. This Bible reading is from Luke 1, verses 39 to 49. At that time, Mary, who by the way would have been about my age, got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And Mary sang, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Hey, so Mary was probably around about grace stage, probably just a little bit older, the records kind of state. And um, she was probably not wearing heels like that. Um, 
but Mary was heavily pregnant as this young girl and she goes on this trip with her husband and she and um, she rocks up at Elizabeth's house and Elizabeth has gone away for a few months. Elizabeth, her cousin, who's much, much older, um, is also pregnant with a child and they've been sent away for a few months as, as women were then. And she goes in to, to meet her cousin Elizabeth. And what I find really interesting about this story is that... Uh, Elizabeth was, had waited for a very, very long time to have a child. So they say she was past the childbearing age. We don't know exactly how old, but past the childbearing age. And she waited a really long time to have a child. And so uh, for some people, if you've waited that long and then along comes this young girl who's gotten pregnant uh, as a virgin, you'd think maybe perhaps Elizabeth would have been uh, slightly annoyed at Mary, maybe perhaps a little bit jealous at what she was going through. And then when you think about Mary, this young girl, heavily pregnant with the Lord's baby, having the, the God of heaven who she's worshipped her whole life, having this baby, she could have walked in and been so prideful, right? Like, so this, look at me, look at what I've done. But what we see is that when actually she rocks up and she walks in and she goes, steps in front of Elizabeth, in that moment, Jesus' presence comes into that room and the Holy Spirit falls on Elizabeth and the baby in Elizabeth's belly, which is later to be John the Baptist, a prophet, leaps for joy, leaps for joy. There is so much joy in that room, a joy to the point that Mary starts to sing. Let me tell you a little secret. When I start, if you ever see me wandering up and down here, just singing away at the back, it's because I'm so happy. I always sing whenever I'm happy and that's what happens to Mary. She sings because she's full of joy. We see here that Mary didn't rock up to Elizabeth's house full of gifts and presents. She wasn't, like I said, much older than Grace, so she probably wouldn't have had much to give to Elizabeth. But she, what she does rock up with is the presence of Jesus Christ. And that is what makes the difference in their life. Jesus, later on in life, He says in Luke 19.40, if they keep quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting praise. What it's saying is that when the Lord, when God, when the Holy Spirit is near, you can't not but praise. You can't not be full of joy. You know, we want presents. We want things we can hold on to in our hands. But what we really need in 2021, what we really need this week is the presence of God. So what did the presence of God look like? Well, with Mary and Elizabeth, we see it was joy. Elizabeth prophesied over Mary about the baby that she was carrying. But for Moses, God's presence came as a burning bush. For Aaron, it came as a budding staff. God gives us His presence as we need. For me this year, God's presence has come in the sense of peace in the middle of chaos. That is how I felt it. You know, you usually can't predict God, when God will make His presence known to you. I wish I could sometimes. It could be at a, a big Hillsong conference. It could be in a huge prayer gathering. Or it could be when you're walking along, just worshipping Him as you look up to the sky, to the clouds, watching a beautiful sunset or a beautiful sunrise. It could be when you're working and serving God with the gifts and talents He's given you or spending time with your Christian friends. But God's presence is everywhere, friends. 
is what we call omnipresent, which simply means that it is everywhere. And if you're a follower of Jesus, God's presence lives in you and me. And you know what? We need that presence. We need that presence today, tomorrow into 2022. I read an article this week and it talked about different ways that you can uh, receive the presence of God. And I thought, I just, I just make up five. So um, there was a few more than that in the article that I read, but these five I think are really important and things that I do to receive the presence of the Holy Spirit. Number one, take time to confess. Now I'm not talking about going into a room with a, in a Catholic church and confessing to a priest, although you know, you're more than welcome to come and confess. But what I'm talking about is confessing between you and God. There's a, there's a, there is a moment when we stop and we confess the things that we have done because you know what? Sin actually does put a blockage between us and God. And that is why we need Jesus to come as a baby. That's why we need Jesus to come and to die for us. He takes that sin upon Himself. The sin and the judgment and, and all those things that we deserve, it doesn't actually sit on us anymore. It sits on Jesus. It's been defeated by Jesus. And so I, I encourage you, come and confess your sins and receive that forgiveness, receive that holiness. And number two, try reading Scripture out loud. Every year as a kid, we grew up, my dad would read, we would not be able to touch one present, not even our stockings until we'd read the Christmas story. And so we would read the Christmas story out loud. And so I knew the Christmas story off by heart. I knew Scripture off by heart. And now this morning, we read out the Christmas story to our kids. We're passing on that tradition of reading out Scripture out loud. And can I encourage you there is power. It says that the, um, the active word is sharper than any two-edged sword. So I encourage you, read out Scripture out loud. Perhaps today you can find a time with your family before you open Christmas presents or if you've already done that before you have your Christmas lunch uh, to read Scripture out loud. Number three, sing Him a love song. I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift did a song about that, but that's not what I'm talking about. There is a reason that we feel the presence of God when we worship. There's a reason that we bring you all into this room on Christmas Day because there is power in worship. There is power in praise and singing to our Lord, our God. And so I encourage you, find time to sing God a love song, to worship Him with you with His voice and watch how His presence falls upon you. Perhaps you can find some time today on your drive home to blast some great Christmas worship song and, um, and, and sing along and just let God's presence really fall over you as you worship Him. And number four, Say His name. There is power in the name of Jesus. When we, we sang that, we last sung that song, what a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful and powerful name it is. Do you know, uh, there are times in, in, in this church service, there are times when I'm praying for people where I simply just lean a hand out and I will simply say Jesus, because there is more power in that Word than in any other Word that I will say in that prayer. So I encourage you today, say the Word of Jesus, say the Name of Jesus, declare Jesus over your situations, declare Jesus over your fears, over what you're struggling with. He is powerful. You know, Mike talked on Sunday about the Lamb and how the Lamb doesn't come to intimidate. The Lamb doesn't need to push Himself on you. But let me be very clear, that Lamb is the most powerful Lamb, the most powerful person that ever walked on this earth. There is power in the Name of Jesus, friends. 
And number five, take a moment. This year in particular, we have been so busy. 2020, that's right, 2020, we got all shut down and all locked up and we all slowed down. And then 2021, we all tried to make up for that. And like, it was crazy. And I think we might've had like one week maybe where we all stopped and did nothing. So today I wanna say to you, if you wanna experience the presence of God, take a moment, take a breath, spend a moment with your Lord and Saviour today. We get so caught up in all the family obligations that we have today. All the food that we've got to cook, all the things we've got to do. And I know some of you are thinking, I wish you'd hurry up so I can do those things. But that isn't actually what you need today. What you need today is to stop and be in the presence of God. So why don't you take a moment to walk outside today? Not right now, later. Walk outside and and look up at the sky. Look up at the things that God has made. Take a moment to breathe. But never waste these moments of transcendence by praising what is created. Instead, praise the Creator. So today, as you look at the skies, you look at the trees, as you look at the things that God has created, let's not praise the trees, let's praise the Creator. Band, you can come on up. What I've worked out after so many years of following Jesus is that to pick up the presence of God and to be in the presence of God first, I've got to lay something down. So if you want to be in the presence of God, you've got to lay something down. You've got to lay down your busyness. You've got to lay down these things that you want or perhaps that you didn't even get for Christmas. I know for some of you, it's actually laying down disappointment of this year. Disappointment that things didn't go exactly as you wanted them or perhaps things that you really prayed would happen didn't happen. But to lay them down and to trust that the Creator, the One who gave us Jesus as a baby, knows what you need. And He knows that what you actually need more than anything in this world is His presence. Trust in that. Right now, many of us are living and and holding on to fear. And I understand that. But what happens is when we allow God's presence into our lives, we become full of God's joy and God's peace. And that overcomes human fear. That is the only thing that overcomes human fear. God's presence is real. It's full of love and it is completely transformational. It takes what was broken and brings healing. We can never, ever sin too much that we will lose our salvation. Never. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross for us. We, we, I think those of us that know Jesus, we crave the presence of God. But if you don't know Jesus here this morning, let me tell you that that is the best present you can get this Christmas. The gift of Jesus Christ in your life to open up your heart to what He has for your future, to open up your mind and your heart to His presence. That is what truly gives you the best gift you can get this Christmas. Jesus' presence didn't just impact Elizabeth once. Once He was born, people touched Jesus' cloak and they were healed. 
The presence of the Holy Spirit went out through His disciples and we saw people healed and we still see people healed to this very day. So many years later, His presence is still setting us free. Friends, Jesus is the hope of the world. He is the one thing that you can always hope on. So as we go about our Christmas day and and we sing another worship song, let's not treat God's presence as an afterthought. Let's crave and seek His presence today. So which of those five things that I said could you do? Perhaps just one of them today to invite His presence in, to feel that peace and that joy that Mary and Elizabeth and all those that have been in the presence of God have felt. I'm sure you can find time for one of them. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you were able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We would love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to financially support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.